So there we go. We've, we've been looking at a subject um, over the last four, three, four weeks, and we're going to continue in this subject. And I love the fact that people are really receiving and gaining a, a, a broader understanding and an excitement of what God's Word is saying in this particular area. And it's a bit of a mouthful, a mouthful for a title, but it is this, Understanding the Principles of God's Fixed Laws. And today we're going to look specifically at sowing seeds into two specific fields. I'd like to say to you that there are three fields. There aren't. There are just two. Just as the Bible declares that death and life are in the power of the tongue, there's no third option. It's not death and life are in the power of the tongue, or death, life, and and it won't really affect. No, everything that we say is either life-giving or it's death-giving. There is no third option. Here, we're going to look at two fields in the area of each of our lives. You, James, you have two fields. Phil. (laughs) Phil, you have two fields. Lisa, you have two fields. We all have two fields in our life where we're sowing seeds. And we're going to look at these two, two fields because they are so important because the, the seeds that are sown into one field will produce one kind of crop and the other seeds that we sow in the other field will produce a different kind of crop. And I would like to see everyone receiving the harvest from the right field because you do not want to be receiving the harvest from the wrong field. We know that the law of seed time and harvest was established in the book of Genesis. We've read it. We looked at it. Genesis chapter 1. And God spoke the creation into being. And he said that every herb will produce after its own kind. Every seed that is in, in the fruit will produce after its own kind. Then we saw that the earth was flooded And God again speaks to Noah. And this time he says, all the time that there is uh, life on the earth, there will be seed, time and harvest, light and dark, winter and summer. These things will not end. So this this is still in effect. The fact that we're still here, the fact that we're still experiencing the seasons, the fact that we're still on the earth, these things have not ceased. But here we see a new aspect that's being revealed. There are two fields where the seeds of our life will fall. Every time you think of thought and it lands in your heart, not every thought that you think, every thought that lands in your heart, every word that we speak, Every act that we do or every action we perform is a seed that is planted. Every word, every action, every thought that lands in our heart is a seed that is planted. So let's, we're going to read this because this is, this is important. Galatians chapter 6. It's a familiar scripture. Many of you would know it and be able to quote it, but I want to read it. Firstly, from the New King James Version, and then I'm going to read it from um, a combination version. Galatians chapter 6, verse 8 says this, For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. Notice there, 
there are just two areas in which we are sowing seed. He who sows to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. That's the harvest. And he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. That's the second field. Let me read it from a, a, a second or the combination version. Galatians 6 verse 8 says this. For he who sows to his flesh, his sinful capacity, his worldliness, his disgraceful impulses, or to the carnal man, will of, will of the flesh reap corruption or a harvest of destruction from his sinful nature. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. Can you see why it's so important that we're sowing seed into the right field? If we're sowing in the right direction, we will sow seeds that will produce everlasting life. It will, it will sow the seeds that the harvest that we look at is fantastic. But if we're sowing the wrong seed into the wrong field, the harvest that we receive is that of corruption and destruction. The choice is ours. It is always our choice. We are the ones who sow the seed. So this passage has two powerful thoughts and the outcomes of the harvest are clearly revealed and we determine where those harvests are. So, harvest one. Harvest one is sow, sow seed to the flesh or sow seed to the spirit. See, depending what you're sowing right now in the journey of your life, you'll either be so excited about the word that's being preached or you're sitting there thinking, oh, this is gloom. Depending where you're sowing seed. Now, like I've said to you many times, often when people talk about sowing seed, they talk about sowing finances. If you want to know about sowing finances, look back to last Sunday's message, and, and it was a great message about what sowing financial seed's all about and getting the harvest. But sowing seed absolutely affects every aspect of our life, from bringing up children to our, to our finances, to our pension, to our future, to, to how life goes for us. Remember last week I turned around and said to you, if you don't believe in the principle of sowing and reaping, hold your breath and don't breathe again until the end of the service. And I will prove to you that you believe in sowing and reaping because you will not make it for the next hour without taking a breath. And breathing is all about sowing and reaping. You breathe in oxygen, it oxygenates your heart, your liver, your kidneys, every organ of your body, including your blood, and it keeps you alive. Take away the breath and you die. Sowing and reaping. You are doing it automatically every moment of every day just in the physical. But it also works in the spiritual. It is a God law. It doesn't doesn't decipher or divide between the two. I believe we need to know what sowing to the flesh means as the consequences are so bad that if we don't understand what it means, we'll continue to live in a particular way and then turn around and say, why is everything bad ever happened to me? Well, I'll tell you why. You're sowing seed that causes a wrong harvest in your life. Why is this happening to me? 
I guess we've all said it at some point. Why has this happened to me? Why am I going through this? Well, then look back in the journey of your life and have a look at the harvest or the seeds that you've been sowing. And we can identify where things go wrong. Sowing to the flesh begins in the mind. But it causes us to neglect soul health in the light of God's word. See, soul health, your spirit is perfect. Yes, everyone agree with that? Our soul is our issue because our soul is our mind, our will and emotions and it's affected by circumstances around us. When we neglect God's word, we neglect soul health because we are meant to be transformed by the renewing of our mind through the word of God. A lack of God's word produces a lack of soul health. The more of God's word that we apply to our life, the more that we keep our mind Um, according to God's will, and therefore we have better soul health, mind health in the journey of our life. But if we neglect God's word or we neglect to apply God's word, our soul health will be affected. Um, I hadn't thought about this, but I'm just thinking of the scripture and I can't remember where it is, but I think it's 3 John John 2. It says, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health just as your soul prospers. If our soul is not healthy, according to God's word, then we may not be physically healthy or financially healthy because we're not aligning our life up with God's word. It is so important that we do so. So sowing to the flesh begins in the mind and then it causes us to neglect certain things. I'm going to describe what not, what not, no, that doesn't sound right. I'm going to describe what not having, (laughs) I can't get around this, I'm going to describe what a carnal mind or an ungodly mind or a fleshly mind could look like. Every time we hold a grudge or we carry unforgiveness in our hearts, we are sowing to the flesh. Why do I say that? Because God's word says, forgive, and your Father in heaven will forgive you. True? So if we hold on to an unforgiveness or we, for, we choose not to, we, we choose hold to hold on to a grudge, we're saying, I've not forgiven you. And therefore we are sowing negative seeds into the ground of our life that will produce a negative harvest. So let me go through this. Every time we hold on to a grudge or we carry an unforgiveness in our hearts, we're sown to the flesh. Every time we entertain an impure thought, we're sowing to the flesh or we wallow in self-pity or we speak ill of another person or we fail to carry out our responsibilities or we walk according to our carnal desires, we are sowing to the flesh. If we are self-centered, critical of others, judgmental or envious, we are sowing to the flesh. It probably everyone's here sitting there, oh no. Yeah, I, no, I'm not going to put my hand up. Oh, that could, that could be me. It amazes me how many times we could be so into the flesh, but we don't acknowledge we are. But then we look at the harvest that we're in and we say, how is this happening? 
let's examine ourselves in the light of God's word. This one. When we try to impress God in our doing, rather than living according to our being, we are sowing to the flesh with an attitude of self-righteousness. God, you'll love me because I, 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 I am as perfect as I can be. I'm going to do this to make God love me more. I'm going to do that to get God to love me more. I'm going to do and do and do, but actually all he's saying is, I want you to be. And we move away from being self-righteous to being God-righteous. Loving him even though I make mistakes. Loving him even though I know I'm not perfect in my ways. I'm loving him even in my flaws. But when we move over here and we become self-righteous, we think God's going to do this for us because. We, don't, we think God will do that for us because. And actually, that is all that is, is self-righteousness, which causes us to sow into our life negative seed. And the harvest we, we receive. Now, please don't start thanking me just yet, because there's a lot more yet to come. This is a good message. But we've got to look at it because I've got to sow some things into your life first for you to recognize that maybe there's areas of my life I need to change. The Apostle Paul begins to list an, an, a whole number of areas where sowing to the flesh and what that looks like and how it can have an effect on our life. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 through to 21, we read these words. The behaviors of the self-life is obvious. Sexual immorality, lustful thoughts, pornography, chasing after things instead of God. Let me pause there. How many of us are chasing after God? Are we God chasers? Are we living our life chasing for God's best, chasing after him in praise and worship, chasing after him to pray, chasing after the word to put it in our heart? Or do we find that our life is chasing after other things? <laughs> Thank you, young man. If I could produce an Oscar to Oscar, I would do right now. Are we chasing after things instead of after God? Come on, let's be real, church. Uh, we live 24 hours a day, 86,400 seconds per day. What are we doing? Like, you've heard me say this over and over again. When, if we had a realization, if we could peel back the blindfold and see the magnitude of our salvation, we would not be, be second-class Christians. We would, we would see him in all his glory. We would see him in all his splendor. We would see the pain and the suffering of the cross and we would live full on for him. Even if he didn't, he didn't do anything else for us ever again, which he can't not do, but even if he did nothing, our salvation is enough for us to run hard on the heels of God for the, forever and eternity if we knew what it cost him. To send Jesus for us. Chasing after the things of God. It's interesting that the self-life says we're chasing after things. 
rather than God. Manipulating others, hatred of those who get in your way, senseless arguments, resentment when others are favoured, temper tantrums, angry quarrels, only thinking of yourself, being in love with your own opinions, being envious of the blessings of others, murder. It's in, it's in there amongst being envious of the blessings of other, others and then it says murder. It's like, come on, how can you work those two together? They're of the flesh. This is how dangerous this is if we live according to the flesh. Uncontrolled addictions, wild parties and other similar behavior. Haven't I already warned you that those who use their freedom, those who I have come to set free, those who use their freedom for these things will not inherit God's kingdom realm. Why am I sharing these things with you today? Because I want you to enjoy and walk in God's kingdom realm so that we enjoy the harvest of what we're sowing rather than getting to the end of the line thinking, well, that was a rubbish life. Rather than getting to heaven by the skin of our teeth and thinking, well, I made it, but I just made it. When there's so much more we could do when we get to heaven than just making it. This is a fixed law of God. If you find yourself sowing to the flesh, we will of the flesh reap corruption and destruction. There's only one other option. And I want to throw that one at you for the rest of the meeting. It is sowing the seed to the good ground where we will reap the benefits of eternal life. See, Jesus doesn't want us just to wait until we get to heaven to enjoy the benefits of eternal life. He said that we can have the heaven, days of heaven upon this earth. I want each one of us to be walking in life and the blessings of the Lord surround us. The goodness and mercy pursue us and as the Bible says, overtake us all the days of our life. Can you imagine what it's like when you start to sow the good seed in the ground of your life and the pursuit of everything that comes after you is the good things of God? Remember, Jesus said this, and again, there's only two areas. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. He didn't say there is a third option. And there are too many Christians who are wandering around in, the, in what they think is a third option. I'm, I'm, I've got, I'm, I'm saved, I'm walking with God, but I'm living my life half-hearted. Not with the pursuit that I could. Not with the heart after God that I would need what I would like. So can I encourage you? Let's start sowing seed into the right ground. Let me give you a spiritual equation. I'm not very good at equations, but I saw this. I thought, that's a good word to use. A spiritual equation. I'm going to read this passage, and then I'm going to put the equation together. James chapter 1, verse 14, says this. James 1, 14. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then, when the desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, it brings forth death. 
That is a spiritual equation. Let me break it down. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. These are the seeds of the flesh or the carnal seeds of one's life. Then when the desire has conceived, that is the moment the seed is put into the ground. You've sown it. It gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, which is the harvest, brings forth death, which is the end result. It's a spiritual equation, and it works in every area. It works in, in, in the area of kindness. It works in the area of building friendships. It works in the area of our giving of our finances. It works when you're believing God for a miracle to take place. It believes in, it happens, it goes right across the board. The principle of sowing and reaping. Danny, you have sat there, you've studied, you've put into your heart, you've done everything you can. Harvest is coming. Because he doesn't, he gives to the diligent. He gives to, you know, if you sat back and said, well, this is going to be easy, learning comes easy to me. No, it's not the way it works. Well, it does for some people. You're the the exception to the rule. But when you work at something, you receive the benefit. When you go down to the gym and you work out, you end up looking like me. (laughs) All right, that's a joke. You, You all found that very funny. Okay. I have to wear this like it's like a girdle. It holds all the fat in. (laughs) But whatsoever a man sows... Pardon? Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he reap. Whatsoever. Whatever you sow, you will reap. That's how important... This is. We need to to examine our heart. Look at this. This is this. What are you sowing, and where is the seed leading? Is it the Word of God? What is this book known as? The incorruptible seed of God's Word. The incorruptible. This world, this world is so corrupt. God's Word isn't. It stands forever. What are we sowing? Are we sowing the incorruptible seed of God's word in our heart? Are we sowing into our heart the love of God? The love, what, does, what does the word say? The love of God has been shed abroad. It's been sown into our hearts. Are we, are we looking at God's love and allowing his love to be like a wave that continually waters us and washes over us? Are you sowing your time and your talent and your resources in building the kingdom of God? That's the parable of the talents. What does one, the one who had five, he went and sowed it. He went and produced five more. He got a harvest of more. We've all got gifts and talents, but what are we doing with our gift and talent? Are we bearing it in the ground? We can't do that. We need to use the gifts and talents that God has given us. Are we praying for others? You, you say, oh, would you, would you pray for me? Would you pray for me? Would you pray for me? But are you praying for others? Because very often when you start praying for somebody else, God ministers to your life as well. It's that principle of sowing and reaping. Are you sowing the seeds of generosity? 
Are you sowing the seeds of, 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 of colds? <laughs> what are you sowing? This is the multi-million dollar question. If you don't like your harvest, change what you're sowing. Come on, everybody, right now, change. There's, there's got to be something in all of our life. You, you may be a negative person. You may be an Eeyore. And, and, and you know, every, time, every time there's a bad day, you're, oh, it's another bad day. No, come on. Let's change our focus. Let's change our thinking and start sowing the seeds of joy. Joy inexpressible and full of glory in your heart. We can change our future by the seeds that we're sowing today. I wrote this down. You are free to make the choice of what you sow. But you are not free from the consequences of the seeds you sow. You're free to sow any seed you like. But you're not free of the result. It will come. Harvest will come of the seeds that you've sown. Faith in Jesus and the pursuit of godliness is what sowing to the Spirit is all about. It is faith in Jesus, walking with him. You know, however that looks like for you, whatever that means in your life, how can I pursue godliness? How can I pursue God more? Sowing into your spirit. Jesus, or the Word of God, says this. Sowing to the Spirit. Sowing to the Spirit, and we will, of the Spirit, reap everlasting life. By sowing to spiritual things. Sowing into God's house. Sowing in prayer. Sowing in the Word. Sowing friendship to others. Sowing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Sowing the good news. That's sowing to the Spirit. And when we sow to the Spirit, of the Spirit, we reap eternal life here on earth. We don't need to reap that when we get to heaven. It's here on earth. This is where it all hits the ground. This is where life can change for your good. As we do it now, we don't need to be sowing seeds for heaven. It's what we do here on the earth that makes the difference. To those around us. I believe this is so key. So, so key to the journey. I'm going to finish next week this series. Not, not today's message. Today's message is finished. I've got one more in the series. And I think it's, it's the key that holds it all together. In all of our lives. And I'm not going to say any more about that now. But I just trust that today I've, I've caused each one of us to think about seeds that we're sowing. Our actions, our thoughts, our, our words, what we do with the Word of God, what we do in the way we serve. You know, if, you, if, you're, not, if you're not serving in the house in any shape or form and you'd like to, we want you to. You know, we would like you to be on the hosting, we'd like you to be on the band. We, 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 we're, we're sowing so into the army, a musician-ish. Um, if, you can, if you can play the keyboard, if you can play the keyboard, let us know if you've got a heart for worship and you can't sing very well. We don't have to have you 
up on the, on the mic, we can just have you out the front because you've got a heart for worship. It doesn't matter. See, as far as I'm concerned, you could be out the front here and have a terrible voice, but, <laughs> but you love God and you're passionate about praise and worship. I don't want you sit, I don't want you sit out there. Come on the stage and, and love God in worship and enthuse others with a heart of worship because what the team are doing out the front here is sowing. They're sowing because they are, they are worshippers. And they're sowing that. And they're leading us into the presence of God. As they give of who they are, we are giving of who we are to Him. Every, did he say shut up to me? Did he tell me? It's time for you to finish. <laughs> I'm getting hungry, Pastor. <laughs> so, family church, let's watch what we sow and let's sow in good ground because it's an unchangeable law that will last until we go to be with Him in heaven. While the earth remains, the law of seed time and harvest remains. So let's just pray and let's uh, just commit this before the Lord. Father, I thank you that every time we open the word, Holy Spirit, we ask you, what does that mean to me? Every one of us in this room, ask that same question in your heart. What are you saying to me? How can I change? What can I change? I pray, Father, for every person in this room this morning. Lord, if we've been sowing the wrong seed in the wrong ground and we've been reaping a wrong harvest, Lord, I pray that you would help us to see the error of our ways and how to change that and turn it around. I stand against every negative harvest that would want to come and destroy lives in this room. Father, we pray your kingdom come and your will be done. I thank you, Lord, as we repent. The Bible says as we repent, as we turn around, as we change the way we think, Lord, we begin to put seed in the new harvest ground. Father, we thank you for your eternal word. I thank you, Lord, that it is food. It is spiritual food to our heart. I thank you, Lord, that your word corrects us. It instructs us. It directs us. And Father, today we receive the direction of your word in our heart. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God bless you all. Thank you. Um, I trust that, again, the word of God drops down into your heart we're going to spend the next few minutes we, we, we usually get out of here about half past one um today's the day that the lord has made today is is the day to chill and be with the church family and 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 to grow to be together to get to know each other more um we don't want you to rush off if you have to that's fine if you don't have to then plan each week to hang around for another hour be together Grow together, stand together, because there may be a day that comes when we can't do that. I want to make the most of it while we can.
so that we, we've got each other's back in the days that we can, so that in the future you, we've got each other's back moving forward. Amen? Amen. Brilliant. Have a good day.